Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we're committed to resourcing people in worshiping God and serving others meaningfully for community transformation. Here is the week's teaching. I'm really glad to be here and I thank God for an opportunity to stand before you. I don't take this for granted at all. Um, this, this week, we had... Um, we had some testimonies coming, coming through from all manner of places in, in the uh, eight locations. And I wanted to, to read you some of the things that God has done that are totally amazing. Can I read for you some of the stories that have come through this week? Yeah? Because one of the things that we're doing is sharing the story faithfully. Now, there is this one from Worship Harvest Mukono. And here's how it goes. Uh, this person wrote to their worship, uh, the, um, location pastor, and they said, Good morning, my dear. I have been sitting on this testimony. Remember last year during 21 days, you prayed for those of us who had debts that God is going to pay them. I had a loan with a bank, but was failing to pay for it. When I went to pay the monthly installment in Jan, they could not find my account they checked and checked. The account was nowhere to be seen. I asked them to keep the money, but they refused. The whole of last year, no one called me about the account or the loan. I said I would testify after one year. Thanks for standing with me in prayer. You know when you have a loan, eh? you can barely sleep, then the bank can't find the account. You give them money to pay, they say we can't keep it anywhere. Take your money, and for one year, they can't find the account, neither do they need your money. That loan, who knows what happened to it? Someone says Jesus paid it all. Totally disappeared. Can I read you one more? One more. Um, this is from Worship Harvest Chibuye. Uh, again, to our location pastor. This one says, Morning, friends. So one of our team members told me she hadn't been having her monthly periods for the last six months. How many ladies are in the house and think that that's a bit disastrous? Six months of nothing going on, you're thinking, hmm, hmm. At I did not see a brother, and, you know, I had no stranger in my bed. What's up? Okay. Her last experience was six months ago. She got so worried that something was really wrong with her. She tried to take meds, but nothing worked. All through season 21, Gechin to Chiganye. Someone translate for someone who doesn't understand that. And the, the emoji is like something holding, someone holding their head. Gachiganye, right? So she came for a day of prayer. And Lynette prophesied about people who haven't been having their periods, that they will begin to feel a fire in their bellies. At the same time, during the pray for your neighbor time that Mose led us through, her neighbor prayed and told her, maybe your issue is not immediate, is not for immediate results, but you are healed. So she took heart. Last week, I forgot the exact date. While she was home, the fire came, and then the dancing emojis. She felt strange 
and didn't understand why. Kumbe, on that very day, her periods returned. Then she remembered the prophecy and rejoiced. She was super excited that God had come through. Our God is the kind of God that comes through. Today as we go through the word, I would like you to have an expectation that God is going to come through for you. He's going to heal sicknesses and diseases. He's going to give you wisdom, sound heavenly wisdom for your businesses, for your families, for every obstacle that you're facing. Because we serve a living God who's full of wisdom, who's full of power, who's full of might. So, Father, we thank you that the entrance of your word brings life and gives understanding to the simple. We ask, God, that these words that you speak to us, which are spirit and are life, that they will give life to our mortal bodies, that they will give life in our families, that they will give life in our businesses, that they will give life in, this, in our communities, that they will give life to the nations that we hunger and thirst for change in. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So today, um, I, I, I came over with a flip chart because I feel that one of the best ways to demonstrate what we're going to be talking about today is using some images that I thought would be very helpful. I didn't use pictures because the kind of pictures that uh, I would have to use would get half the room walk out as soon as you see them. Okay? So I thought that I would use drone images so that um, I can keep you here longer. All right? For our guests, we have been doing a series starting Feb um, called Grace So Amazing, and we are having a swell time just getting to know how much God loves us. And today, we're going to be talking about the truth that we are fully forgiven. Fully forgiven. Could you help me just, I want you to preach with me today. Could you just help me turn to your neighbor, to the left and to the right, and with a smile tell them, did, no, ask them, did you know you are fully forgiven? Like ask them with a brilliant smile. All right. Some people, some people are not used to having uh, people who are not their brothers, sisters, and spouses smiling at them, so someone has just turned and smiled like, don't even try. <laughs> no, it's okay. No harm intended, right? So we're going to be taking this from Colossians 2, 11 to 15, so I'm going to ask that we read this together. In him, you were also, I can't hear you, in him... You were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in trespasses, in your trespasses, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, 
having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. I just imagine that the enemy right now is just pacing and saying, demons, what do we do? They're going to tell them the truth. Tell, you know, what, what? Send confusion, send distractions, send what? Now I put an end to all manner of distractions and confusion, and I speak that your minds are alert, and you are going to be hearing this truth in its fullness, and you're going to be totally set free. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My wife grew up in the western Uganda, and they had a certain song when they were, um, uh, what is that? Chakunini, chakunini. You know, like, uh, when, 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 when you want to make someone feel bad and your kid is in, chakunini. That's what I'm telling the devil, chakunini. People are going to hear the truth. Mm. So I'd like us to, um, to go through this today. Colossians 2.11, it says, in him... You were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Now, I could not draw the organ. I could not draw the foreskin. I thought that I should just do uh, what do they call it? A lateral angle. So, so we know it is circular. And that there was a what? A circumcision. There was blood and that thing fell off. Praise the Lord. Now when that thing falls off, you know we are in, the, we are in an even year. So in Bugisu, there's been that song. Huh? You know, eh? now when you start, it goes off. You cannot tell the guy, give me back my thing. You can't tell him, put it back. I want it back, put it back, put it back. When, when one of our children was much younger, the mom was feeling lovey-dovey and all that, and then she pecked the child. If you notice, I'm not using any gender here. She pecked the child, and the child was so upset, they said, remove it, remove it. Because <laughs> they hadn't received permission to peck. All right? But just like that peck could not be removed, this thing cannot be put back. Brethren, bro my brothers, don't go there if you don't want it to be removed. Because when they remove it, you cannot put it. And the Bible says here, in him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. By putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. The body of sins of flesh was circumcised off you by Jesus. Because you see, an uncircumcised person was considered unclean. But then Jesus came and because of what he did for us on the cross, he did a permanent thing. He totally removed the body of sins that you and I had. And through him we received a circumcision of the heart. It's a spiritual thing. Okay, you're not going to find your heart punched up. 
But you see, friends, in the same way the foreskin of the male is removed and discarded, the body of sin is removed and discarded. And therefore, after that, you are marked permanently as Christ's forever. In Bugisu, when men are talking, uh, you, if you have not, if you don't have the mark of circumcision in Bugisu, you have nothing to say. In fact, as soon as they discover you, they take you for the operation. This time, there are no drums. Because you're a coward, they do it quickly and immediately. Brethren from Bogiso, you identify? All right. So when, the, when a man stands to say they're a man, they're really saying that it happened. All right? Now, when you and I stand as children of God, you are saying it happened. Jesus removed the body of sins. You can no longer consider me among sinners. There is nothing like sinners saved by grace. That is an oxymoron. It is a, a fallacy. It is a... Help me with some big words here. Have some literature. Hmm? No, that's not in English. What's that? It's, it's an, a conundrum, an abomination in the desolation of... Uh, but do you understand what I am saying? Kalibobo is enough. The thing was removed. You cannot go to the dustbin and put it back. You cannot go to the toilet where it was thrown and put it back. You cannot go back to the dustbin of sin and wear it again on you anymore. The, sin, the body of sin was removed from you. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God is no longer angry with you. You are no longer a target for his wrath. It was removed. Deuteronomy 36 says, let's read this together. And the Lord, uh, your God, will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to, the, to love the Lord your God with what? All your heart and with all your soul that you may live. Ladies and gentlemen, I asked you to help me preach. Please tell your neighbor. Huh? Tell them you were circumcised. That thing is no longer there. You are no longer seen. <laughs> what? What has that one said? You are thingless. What? It's not there. I'll let that sink in for a bit. Let's carry on. 12 and 13. And it continues to say, to say, buried with him in baptism, in which you are also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead, that you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you how many? All trespasses. Another picture he's bringing into the mix. That we were buried with him in baptism. Because you see, friends, why it's important for us to baptize everyone who believes in Jesus is you need to remember that the death that Jesus died, he died for you and me in our place. 
And that when he rose again, the new life he lives, he lives for you and for me. So that's why we bury you under the meniscus of a liquid called water. So that you go under. Right? And when you come up, you rise as Christ. Living his life. The old man is gone. He's dead. The new man is alive again. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. I think many of us have had the misfortune of having to bury someone we love. I have. 1994, I totally loved my grandfather. I loved him. And, and he was like, he was, he was my grandfather, but he was like a father to me, and he was also like one of my best friends. And he'd been bedridden seven years. And then, you know, in and out of hospital, he had multiple organ failure, but, you know, he was a rich man. He had nurses looking after him, three nurses a day, eight hours each shift and all that stuff. But one time, he gets into a coma, and we thought, usual, he's going to come back. I went to Mengo Hospital to see him. My granddad didn't recover. Before long, we were told he was dead. And he was put in a coffin, and I remember we were going into the, um, for, for the service, the funeral service. There's a church on top of uh, Machindia Hill. And, and I was one of the pallbearers. His face was right there. So it was the grandkids who were pallbearing. Is that how you say it? Carrying the casket, all right? And I look at his face. He, he was in a coffin of glass. I look at his face and say, Jaja, granddad, Jaja, you just get up. Why, what are these games? You just get up. Right? The guy did not listen to me. He did not shake. He did not even wink a little bit to tell me it's a joke. Man, the guy was serious. He closed his eyes. They put cotton in his nose. I didn't believe it until we went to Bira just after Busega. We bury very near. My village is in Machi, India, and then the, the, the burial ground is in Busega, Bida. Can you imagine? Town boys, really. And, and then they started lowering the coffin into the grave. You know when they put it near the grave, here on the side, it's as if no more. It's like, ah, he has one more trick, one more trick. Man, they start lowering the guy. And then, and then they didn't even put it properly. So, so they first hit the front side. Eh? Like, as like you're hurting his neck. As if he can feel. And, and then people start throwing petals. And sand. Then some heartless guy. Pulls, puts. They pull. Mavati put a katimba. There was a concrete mix, and they start putting on. I'm like, you guys, do not. Do, that is my granddad. That that that. And and they carried on, and they put more and more. Then people they start walking away. It dawned on me. And my granddad had been dead and now was buried. But just imagine, just imagine, just put your picture of your loved one 
If while you're walking away from the grave, a hand just comes out of that place, would you have buried that person? Huh? What would happen if while you're going away, a hand comes out of there? What would happen? Because that person is not dead. <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible says we were buried with him in baptism. That old sinful man, that old sinful woman was buried with Jesus in baptism. Riololololo died. Riololololo buried. And it says in which you are raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you being dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has now what? Made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Now, um, have you ever had someone who owes you money? And then they die. Eh? Eh? It has ever happened to you. What happens to your debt? Cancelled. There is no negotiation. You cannot go and tell his cousin, Gwe, did you know that your cousin somehow owed me money? Pay up. As in, okay? They will tell you, go to the grave and talk to him. Then they find you at the grave. Give me my money. <laughs> That's what happened to your sin. That's how God looks at it. He cannot go to the grave where that old man, that old woman was buried and he starts saying, Hey, you a sinner. God is not crazy. The debt of sin was totally removed. The old man died. Help me turn to someone next to you, preacher. Tell them that the old man died and was buried. Hmm? Tell them that they even put Nkokoto and it is sealed and signed. So please help me tell them you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are fully forgiven. Hmm. Hmm? Romans 6, 4, let's read this, that one together. It says, therefore we were buried with him, how? Through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should do what? Walk in the newness of life. Romans 6, 8 says, now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also do what? Live with him. Colossians 2.14. It says, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that were against us, which was contrary to us, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Now, there are some people who, like me, are mesmerized by the Old Testament. You see, the story of creation does not sound as, 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 as big a story as it really is. 
Because we say, and God said, and there was. And God said, and there was. There is no proper, magnificent description of the story of creation. Maybe because our minds cannot fathom it. Maybe because we cannot grasp it. Maybe because our minds are too small to see it. But we can all see and imagine a mountain. We can all see and imagine Moses with a big white beard having been on that mountain 40 days and he is mugging a stone with the law. And he comes down and his face is shining. And he says, thus says the Lord. Right? This Moses who had just done 10 plagues, killed the firstborn of Israel, bring, brought flies and all those things. I mean, this guy who parted the Red Sea, this guy, we can imagine those things and now Moses comes with the law. My friend, you have got to listen to Moses. And then, when we were in uh, P2 and Children's Church, the Ten Commandments, you say, you recite them. If you get them wrong in the order, eh? some places they would even give you chivoko, isn't it? Uh -huh. Law number one. You guys are all qualifying for chivoko. Uh -huh. The first is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and all your soul. And some other second is what? And then the name. And then the one of the obey your mother and whatever. And then you can see how I was caned because I don't even remember the things. But look, you had to know the big ten. Master them and be careful. There was that one, over number seven, over number eight, number nine. Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's property. You know, I'm growing up from a broke family. At that time, uh, I, I saw I had a lot of opportunity to covet. You know, you're walking on foot. Your friends are being taken in a car. So you imagine your daddy being with your mommy, which he was not, and they're driving you in the car. So I was coveting having my father, being with my mother, coveting being in a car, and sitting and not walking. That is coveting one. I coveted having a TV. Even a black and white one we didn't have. You know the one where the, the lines were like this? Then there was the improved one, which had, was black and white, but there was a, a, a film that had yellow, green, and... <laughs> Even that one we didn't have. Listen, eh? I know that law. But guess what? There were 613 others I mean, basically, it was these 10 plus 612 others. And we were supposed to keep each and every one of those laws in the book without failing in one. I can tell you. And the Bible says that if you fail in one, you have broken all. That thing was against us. Those handwriting, that handwriting of requirements was against you and me because it was to catch you. You know when our Uganda road teachers just wanted to cane us, all they said is don't talk. If anyone talks in class, write down their name. This is when a teacher wants to cane kids. I mean, look, you tell me. You're a human, you're an adult. Aren't you very disciplined? Have you ever managed to go a whole day without saying a word? That is how, if I want to cane you, all I say is if you say a word, I will cane you. 
You can be sure, some of us. <laughs> I mean, we had a teacher called Mr. Baraza. Hmm? He would walk in. So who has been talking? Of course, on the list has to be Nsovoga. And we had, uh, he was a, a, an SST teacher for our class, P7Q, and also P7R, and also P7S. So he was a class teacher, P7S, and all his students, if he taught you anything, you'd have to have a ruga. You know those, those things they use for making stools? When, when the, it's a stick and then it does a, mm, it has a wave, eh? You had to buy two, label it with your name. So that when it breaks, you have, there is a spare. I'm telling you. I'm telling you about the law. So, when they read your name, as usual, my stick, one of them got broken. You go to P7S, you ask Barbara Nalugo, who was a class captain of P7S, she opens, she had the key. And in that one wardrobe, there were just sticks with kids' names. Mine was always near. So you go with your own personal stick, and the guy says, Kwata Kuruvao. I don't know who trained that guy. That guy could cane. I think he was in the military and he escaped. They should have come for him. You know, just this line, just before the cabina, eh? just under there. Oh my God. Even when you tie, it opens. For talking. Friends, eh? that's how the law was. It was against us. There was no escaping. And Jesus came and he wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. He removed the very reason that you and I can be called a sinner. Because the Bible is very clear. Transgressing the law is sin. Now, I want you to imagine that this book had some things written in it. How many lawyers do we have here? Or people who have done something legal? There's a penal code. There's a what code. The, what, the constitution. Penny here is an, is an activist. She can't say, according to the constitution of Uganda, success section, what is subsection? Close it too. Now imagine she's on TV and then they bring out copies of the constitution. They bring the page she quoted and they open the page and she says, go to subsection two. They go. Subsection four, they go. Read. And she's confident. And the person is not reading. I said read. And there is not. They say, madam, the book is empty. No, 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 no. You people, I know you, you people of your NRM colors and whatever, whatever. I don't know what she was saying over FDC. I don't know which government would be in power at that time. You go and find the constitution again. And every copy of the constitution that shows up has blank pages. Do you see how activists run out of work? That's when Penny will become a pastor. Oh, Lord, haste that day. But that's what the devil was doing. He has evidence. Look, let me, say, let me tell you something. When the Bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment you shall condemn, do you know what? The tongue is right. The facts are correct. You did it. If South Africa did it, and Ethiopia did it, 
You have did it. Okay? The evidence is against you. The facts are clear. You looked at someone's wife badly and yes, you imagine that stuff in your head. You put your hand in the office still and yes, that money disappeared and you know where it is. In your ceiling. Hmm, I stopped talking. Do you see what I mean? But let me tell you, friends, this Jesus of ours, this salvation thing is so ballistic that he went, they take you before the judge, the evidence is stacked clear, the lawyer is kwekarakasa, your defense lawyer has nothing to say, the guy who is prosecuting has things to say, and when the judge goes to review the evidence put before him, he opens the book of the law. And there is nothing. That's what Jesus did for you and me. There is nothing to prosecute you in the courts of heaven. There is no evidence that can be produced before God the Father to say that you are a sinner because of the blood of Jesus that was shed, that wiped away this handwriting of requirements. Help me tell someone, the book is empty. There is no evidence of you as a sinner. Verse 15. He says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. In what? When you have, look, eh? ladies and gentlemen, one, you circumcise. The thing is not there. Two, is you bury. The debt cannot be paid by a dead man, and then you are raised. So there is no sin. No sin here, no sin here. Then you come and remove the handwriting of requirements. And there is no sin here. Triple. There is three patterns, three pictures, three ways God is saying, you are fully forgiven. There is no sin against you. You are fully forgiven. There is no sin against you. You are fully forgiven. There is no sin he counts against you. I think this stuff makes the devil mad. And God is joining us in saying, feed a mango devil because look, eh, he has no evidence. Because the devil uses the law as a tool to separate us from God. Have you heard about this thing called condemnation? And it eats you up and eats you up and eats you up. And you know the worst form of condemnation? Self-condemnation. But oh, what Jesus did... The devil has no evidence against you. So he goes, kicks the walls, he somersaults, he rolls in hell and has nothing to do. And he's totally defeated because the weapon that he was using the most against you has been destroyed. There is no law. Do you know what the devil's official name is? He's called Hasatan. You know what that means? The accuser. When you are accused... 
you need evidence against you. So guess what? The devil no longer has a name. He's nameless. He's, no long, he's not only just masquerading, going around idle to and fro on the earth. Now he even has no name. Can you imagine that guy who has been bothering you is nameless? Because he can no longer accuse you and I. So do you know the weapon he's using nowadays against you? Lies. He tries to convince you that the mud he's throwing against you can stick. He's trying to convince you that you did it. And the blood of Jesus and what Jesus did is standing up against that and saying, look, remember three pictures. Body of sin removed by circumcision. The death of sin paid because the old man died and you're risen to a new one. The handwriting of requirements totally wiped out. He's telling you lies. Don't believe him. You're not a sinner. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are fully forgiven. Now there's a story in the Bible where Jesus was preaching in a jam-packed little house and there were four guys who had a friend who was paralytic and they wanted Jesus to heal him and they could not make their way into the house and they tore the roof open and lowered him in. There were Pharisees in that place as well. There were always Pharisees where Jesus spoke. And so when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, your sins are forgiven you. And the Pharisees grumbled in their hearts and says, who tells him he can forgive sins? You know how those haters can talk. And Jesus said, why do you grumble in your heart? But that you may know that the son of man has the power to forgive sins, rise up and walk. And the man rose up and he walked. I want to tell you something, friends, this morning. That forgiveness of sins, forgiveness of sins, and healing are one package. Because your sins are forgiven, you are healed. Because by his stripes, you were healed. And Jesus was not beaten on another day for another occasion. And then his blood was shed on another day for another occasion. Every stripe that went on his back and tore his flesh came with blood. That blood forgives sins and by his stripes you are healed. The Bible says in James, is any of you sick? Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders who will anoint him with oil. And do you know what anointing with oil says? This one is special for God. It just says this one is set apart. And they will pray for you. And the fervent prayer, the prayer will make you, and the prayer for the sick will make you well. And if you have any sin, it will be forgiven you. Have the elders prayed concerning your sin? No. They just healed you. Because you're healed, your sins are forgiven. It's the same thing. If someone has a coin, I want you to get a coin. And tell me which side is Uganda's legal tender and which side is a joke. 
Help, someone help me with a coin, real quick, real quick, any coin. Which side of the coin is Uganda's legal tender? And which side of that coin is a joke? What part of the coin do you tear away and say this one cannot buy me stuff? Thank you. This is a 100 shilling coin of Uganda. On one side, it has a longhorn cow. On another side, it's got a coat of arms. Which side is the legal tender? Both sides, right? This coin has the same thing as what I am telling you this morning. There is healing on one side and forgiveness of sin on the other side. If you have believed me that your sins are forgiven you, believe me that you are healed. Now I'm going to ask that we stand up. God has spoken to us in worship harvest and he said, you see, everywhere Jesus went, he did good and he healed all who were sick and oppressed of the devil. And guess what? You have Jesus living on the inside of you, everyone here in this room, upstairs and downstairs. We do not need a special person, a pastor, a mighty man of God, a woman of God. You are all women of God. You are all men of God. I want you to just hold someone's hand next to you. I want you to heal them if they're unwell. Just ask them. Ask them, are you feeling unwell? Check, check with them. Do they have any pain in their body? All right? And what you're going to do is you are going to rebuke that pain in Jesus' name and command it out of that body. <laughs> and you're going to kill them. In fact, I want you to tell them, because of Jesus' blood, your sins are forgiven you. Because of Jesus' sacrifice, you are healed. And therefore rebuke that sickness and they're going to be made well. Let's start doing that right now. All over this room. Upstairs, downstairs. Speak for healing. Don't ask for it. Just declare it. Jesus said you will heal the sick. You will cast out demons. You will raise the dead. That one has not yet even died. I tell you, if they joke around with you and they die, you raise them. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0312-281-555.